chapter one hundred and four of the adventures of peregrine pickle volume two by tobias smollett this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter one hundred and four peregrine holds a consultation with his friends in consequence of which he bids adieu to the fleet he arrives at his father's house and asserts his right of inheritance nor did our hero keep the misanthrope in ignorance of this happy turn of fortune pipes was dispatched to the senior with a message requesting his immediate presence and he accordingly appeared in obedience to the summons growling with discontent for having been deprived of several hours of his natural rest his mouth was immediately stopped with the letter at which he smiled horribly a ghastly grin and after a compliment of gratulations they entered into close divan about the measures to be taken in consequence of this event there was no room for much debate it was unanimously agreed that pickle should set out with all possible dispatch for the garrison to which gauntlet and hatchway resolved to attend him pipes was accordingly ordered to prepare a couple of post-chaises while godfrey went to procure bail for his friend and provide them with money for the expense of the expedition but not before he was desired by peregrine to conceal this piece of news from his sister that our youth might have an opportunity to surprise her in a more interesting manner after he should have settled his affairs all these previous steps being taken in less than an hour our hero took his leave of the fleet after he had left twenty guineas with the warden for the relief of the poor prisoners a great number of whom conveyed him to the gate pouring forth prayers for his long life and prosperity and he took the road to the garrison in the most elevated transports of joy unallayed with the least mixture of grief at the death of a parent whose paternal tenderness he had never known his breast was absolutely a stranger to that boasted storm or instinct of affection by which the charities are supposed to subsist of all the journeys he had ever made this sure was the most delightful he felt all the ecstasy that must naturally be produced in a young man of his imagination from such a sudden transition in point of circumstance he found himself delivered from confinement and disgrace without being obliged to any person upon earth for his deliverance he had it now in his power to retort the contempt of the world in a manner suited to his most sanguine wish he was reconciled to his friend and enabled to gratify his love even upon his own terms and saw himself in possession of a fortune more ample than his first inheritance with a stock of experience that would steer him clear of all those quicksands among which he had been formerly wrecked in the middle of their journey while they halted at an inn for a short refreshment and change of horses a postillion running up to peregrine in the yard fell at his feet clasped his knees with great eagerness and agitation and presented to him the individual face of his old valet de chambre the youth perceiving him in such an abject garb and attitude commanded him to rise and tell the cause of such a miserable reverse in his fortune upon which haji gave him to understand that he had been ruined by his wife who having robbed him of all his cash and valuable effects had eloped from his house with one of his own customers who appeared in the character of a french count 
but was in reality no other than an italian fiddler that in consequence of this retreat he the husband was disabled from paying a considerable sum which he had set apart for his wine merchant who being disappointed in his expectation took out an execution against his effects and the rest of his creditors following his example hunted him out of house and home so that finding his person in danger at london he had been obliged to escape into the country skulking about from one village to another till being quite destitute of all support he had undertaken his present office to save himself from starving peregrine listened with compassion to his lamentable tale which too well accounted for his not appearing in the fleet with offers of service to his master in distress a circumstance that pickle had all along imputed to his avarice and ingratitude he assured him that as he had been the means of throwing in his way the temptation to which he fell a sacrifice he would charge himself with the retrieval of his affairs in the meantime he made him taste of his bounty and desired him to continue in his present employment until he should return from the garrison when he would consider his situation and do something for his immediate relief hadji attempted to kiss his shoe and wept or affected to weep with sensibility at his gracious reception he even made a merit of his unwillingness to exercise his new occupation and earnestly begged that he might be allowed to give immediate attendance upon his dear master from whom he could not bear the thoughts of a second parting his entreaties were reinforced by the intercession of his two friends in consequence of which the swiss was permitted to follow them at his own leisure while they set forward after a slight repast and reached the place of their destination before ten o'clock at night peregrine instead of alighting at the garrison rode straightway to his father's house and no person appearing to receive him not even a servant to take care of his chaise he dismounted without assistance being followed by his two friends he advanced into the hall where perceiving a bell-rope he made immediate application to it in such a manner as brought a couple of footmen into his presence after having reprimanded them with a stern look for their neglect in point of attendance he commanded them to show him into an apartment and as they seemed unwilling to yield obedience to his orders asked if they did not belong to the family one of them who took upon himself the office of spokesman replied with a sullen air that they had been in the service of old mr pickle and now that he was dead thought themselves bound to obey nobody but their lady and her son mr gamaliel this declaration had scarce proceeded from his mouth when our hero gave them to understand that since they were not disposed to own any other master they must change their quarters immediately he ordered them to decamp without further preparation and as they still continued rested they were kicked out of doors by the captain and his friend hatchway squire gam who overheard everything that passed and was now more than ever inflamed with that rancour which he had sucked with his mother's milk flew to the assistance of his adherents with a pistol in each hand bellowing thieves thieves with great vociferation as if he had mistaken the business of the strangers and actually believed himself in danger of being robbed under this pretence he discharged a piece at his brother who luckily escaped the shot 
closed with him in a moment and wresting the other pistol from his grip turned him out into the courtyard to the consolation of his two dependents by this time pipes and the two postilions had taken possession of the stables without being opposed by the coachman and his deputy who quietly submitted to the authority of their new sovereign but the noise of the pistol had alarmed mrs pickle who running downstairs with the most frantic appearance attended by two maids and the curate who still maintained his place of chaplain and ghostly director in the family would have assaulted our hero with her nails had not she been restrained by her attendants though they prevented her from using her hands they could not hinder her from exercising her tongue which she wagged against him with all the virulence of malice she asked if he were come to butcher his brother to insult his father's corpse and triumph in her affliction she bestowed upon him the epithets of spendthrift jailbird and unnatural ruffian she begged pardon of god for having brought such a monster into the world accused him of having brought his father's gray hairs with sorrow to the grave and affirmed that were he to touch the body it would bleed at his approach without pretending to refute the articles of this ridiculous charge he allowed her to ring out her alarm and then calmly replied that if she did not quietly retire to her chamber and behave as became a person in her present situation he should insist upon her removing to another lodging without delay for he was determined to be master in his own family the lady who in all probability expected that he would endeavour to appease her with all the tenderness of filial submission was so much exasperated at his cavalier behaviour that her constitution could not support the transports of her spirits and she was carried off by her women in a fit while the officious clergyman was dismissed after his pupil with all the circumstances of disgrace our hero having thus made his quarters good took possession of the best apartment in the house and sent notice of his arrival to mr clover who with his wife visited him in less than an hour and was not a little surprised to find him so suddenly settled in his father's house the meeting of julia and her brother was extremely pathetic she had always loved him with uncommon tenderness and looked upon him as the ornament of her family but she had heard of his extravagances with regret and though she considered the stories that were circulated at his expense as the malicious exaggerations of his mother and her darling son her apprehension had been grievously alarmed by an account of his imprisonment and distress which had been accidentally conveyed to that country by a gentleman from london who had been formerly of his acquaintance she could not therefore without the most tender emotions of joy see him as it were restored to his rightful inheritance and re-established in that station of life which she thought he could fill with dignity and importance after their mutual expressions of affection she retired to her mother's chamber with a view to make a second offer of her service and attendance which had been already rejected with scorn since her father's death while peregrine consulted his brother-in-law about the affairs of the family so far as they had fallen within his cognizance and observation mr clover told him that though he was never favoured with the confidence of the defunct he knew some of his intimates who had been tampered with by mrs pickle and even engaged to second the remonstrances by which she had often endeavoured to persuade her husband to settle his affairs by a formal will but that he had from time to time evaded their importunities 
with surprising excuses of procrastination that plainly appeared to be the result of invention and design far above the supposed pitch of his capacity a circumstance from which mr clover concluded that the old gentleman imagined his life would not have been secure had he once taken such a step as would have rendered it unnecessary to the independence of his second son he moreover observed that in consequence of this information he no sooner heard of mr pickle's death which happened at the club than he went directly with a lawyer to his house before any cabal or conspiracy could be formed against the rightful heir and in presence of witnesses provided for the purpose sealed up all the papers of the deceased after the widow had in the first transports of her sorrow and vexation fairly owned that her husband had died intestate peregrine was extremely well satisfied with this intelligence by which all his doubts were dispelled and having cheerfully supped with his friends on a cold collation which his brother-in-law had brought in his chariot they retired to rest in different chambers after julia had met with another repulse from her capricious mother whose overflowing rage had now subsided into the former channel of calm inveteracy next morning the house was supplied with some servants from the garrison and preparations were made for the funeral of the deceased gam having taken lodgings in the neighbourhood came with a chaise and cart to demand his mother together with his own clothes and her personal effects our hero though he would not suffer him to enter the door allowed his proposal to be communicated to the widow who eagerly embraced the opportunity of removing and was with her own baggage and that of her beloved son conveyed to the place which he had prepared for her reception thither she was followed by her woman who was desired by peregrine to assure her mistress that until a regular provision could be settled upon her she might command him in point of money or any other accommodation in his power End of chapter one hundred and four